Bonnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Spotify Podcast, where we do everything right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who's been watching me on Twitch, who just saw me do the raggediest uh, <laughs> start of our stream that none of you who are listening to this in audio form heard at all. You didn't even know. It was a beautiful beginning to the show. As always, shout out to everybody who's here in the chat who got to see me botch the opening live. But all of you at home, it's beautiful. It works out totally fine and it's great. Anyway, I had a long week. I had COVID. I was not feeling good. My body hurt. I felt like poop. And now I'm feeling a lot better because it was not great. Everything hurts. Your body was mad at you. And my body was mad at me. I had the aches, I had the chills, had all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm feeling better now so much better now so much better that i can do a podcast with all of you at home and i can do it well with everything working perfectly that's the way we do things here on the spawn on me podcast thank you so much for watching listen and subscribe please hit the notification button and also remember that the thoughts and wishes and everything said on this program are the thoughts of me Khalif adams and no one else that is what i said that is a audio disclaimer in the beginning of our show. Thank you so much for being here. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to folks like World Seeker, Jordan, That Really Be, Sugar Gamers, all the folks, Get On Our Society, all the dope folks who come through and rep for the show and, and, and watch and come hang out and, and spread love here in Bracago. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, first off, Thank y'all for just letting me be a nerd and mess around and not have everything perfect and still listen to the show. I really do appreciate the fact that perfection isn't always the goal. I think that's an interesting thing to talk about too at some point. Like perfection is a thing that you have to kind of lean into if you're trying to make a thing good because then if you fall short, then you're still in a good spot. You're like in a good place to understand exactly where you want your content to be. But if you don't hit perfection, which no one can, it still means that you can put on a really dope show. So I hope that I am putting on a very dope show for you all here today on Spawn On Me here on Twitch and on all podcast platforms out in the world. Go check out our YouTube channel. Excuse me, we're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Please go check out the content that we have up there. If you missed it, I was at Evo. Uh, a week and a half ago, uh, and it was fantastic. Uh, you know, I got a chance to see some of the best fighting players in the world go at it with each other. It was such a fun time to get to hang out with friends and folks who I'd met for the first time, people who I was really, really a fan of and got a chance to hang out with them. So it was so cool to go to Vegas for my first Evo. I competed in the tournament. And I won my first match, lost my first match, and then got disqualified because I had an appointment that I had to run to and then missed my second match. But the good thing was it was a really interesting learning experience. Like, I think one of the things you want to pulling away from a, from a, a experience like that is... One, I wasn't nervous, which was really cool. I thought I was going to go in there and my hands was going to shake. It was going to be mom's spaghetti all up on your shirt. And it wasn't. I ran up. Saw the guy that I was going to compete against. I went and talked to him. I gave him the stink eye and was like, yo, I'm going to beat that ass. And he was like, okay. He gave me a stare down. He was like, hmm, all right. You say you're going to beat that ass, but are you really going to beat that ass? And then I proceeded to beat that ass. Beat that ass 3-0. 3 old that man. Sent him home in a, in a Ziploc bag. Zipped him up, wrapped it up, made sure the blue, the blue and the yellow turned green and zipped him up and sent his ass home. Because that's who I am when I play Mortal Kombat 11. One of the nastiest players on the planet, if you're playing online. <laughs> if you're playing locally, I'm going to probably get my ass beat because everything is so much faster and all that kind of stuff. It was 
so much fun. We had great conversations. We had some really dope banging content. Please go check that stuff out. We had an interview with Ultra David, who if you are anyone who knows about the video game, fighting game scene, you know Ultra David is 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 like a legend in the space. I got to talk to the fam Aquaman, who's one of my favorite uh, Mortal Kombat commentators. Uh, there's still um, a video that I didn't put out yet with Saki Sakura, who uh, is amazingly cool. The audio was a little bit too hot, so I'm still trying to work on that to get it out into the world. Uh, but that will probably show up on the feeds very, very soon. We talked to the folks from the mix about all the stuff that they're doing in the fighting game scene and the indie scene. And then I got a chance to take on on and play on the arcade one up marvel versus capcom 2 cabinet something that people have been asking for for a very long time i got a chance to go check that thing out and talk to the team behind that and the team from victrix who are amazing if you didn't see the golden uh, arcade stick that they gave me i'll probably i'll show it um, we're gonna we're gonna play some video games. We're gonna play some Rumbleverse after the show. So if you're here on Twitch, stick around because we're gonna play some Rumbleverse, get some matches in, um, and I'll show the stick then once we transition into the gaming part of uh, the stream today. But if you missed that, listen to the Vixtrix interview we did and the and the one that we put up on YouTube. You'll get a chance to see it. It is gorgeous. They even put our logo on the bottom of the stick. It looks so fire. It looks so good. So we'll show it off here in the stream. So stick around for that. Plus, if you're listening to the episode right now in audio form, we have a huge announcement for the Spawnies that we're going to be talking about towards the end of the show. So please make sure you're listening and checking out the rest of the show. Don't skip it because it is a huge thing, not only for the show, but there's a very special thing for all of you who are listening and all of you who have been rocking with us on Spawn On Me for a long time. So if you wanted to get involved with the Spawnies, I have a way. So we'll be talking about that towards the end of the show. I'm looking at our chat here on Twitch and D.Dot Charles says, Mother sucker! Yes, indeed. That is a perfect way to segue ourselves into... The 411. Story one on the 411 for this episode of Spawn on Me is all about Hideo Kojima and Xbox have made a baby. And that baby is called Death Stranding and that Death Stranding is gonna be on Xbox Game Pass for PC. I am so excited about you carrying packages across the land. You rolling around with ultra wide support on your big ass monitor. You playing through a whole bunch of black goo like you were in a plumber's job doing stuff digging through trenches and things and goop and stuff while you put strands together and things. I'm really excited actually for this. I Again, I'm a big uh, fan of not only Hideo Kojima, but of Xbox Game Pass and extremely excited that people now who didn't get a chance to go check out uh, Death Stranding will now have a chance to go check out Death Stranding. Death Stranding to me was a really fantastic game. It was super fun. It was rad to be able to play through that thing, especially, you know, I wrote about this in my review back in 2019, I think. I think it's 2019 at this point. Um, in the Hollywood Reporter when I did my review of the game and I, I spoke to, you know, why getting a chance to play this kind of a game that early was so special. Um, it was something in which, you know, you really have to just like take into account just how awesome it is sometimes to be able to get to play things where the community will get involved and you have this way for you to kind of, you know, leave your mark on a world um, that 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 aligns with everybody else in, in the rest of the, the space. It's super cool to be able to do it. 
and it was a blast getting a chance to play um, through that game and in that way. It was just like dope to be able to like say, okay, I'm going to make these things here and they're going to go and someone at some point will go and play this and they will you know, be able to embark on these journeys with me and to, you know, see the, the, the roads that I put down or the ladders I put down, all that kind of stuff was just super dope. It was great. I think that for as many people have talked about this as, you know, it's a walking simulator and there's nothing to do and all this kind of stuff. There've been a lot of changes in the way that this game plays over the past couple of years that they've added some new content. I think it's made it a lot easier for people to do certain things um, in comparison to when we first started to, to, to play the game. Um, but it was really cool uh, to be able to, you know, understand the, the ideas that Ko Kojima was trying to put forth. Uh, in this game with the ideas around connection and how we're all together and how, you know, you carrying these packages across these long distances and all this kind of stuff is kind of reconnecting humanity. All of this pre-pandemic coming in was very, very telling. I feel like Kojima is either an agent of some government, maybe he's a part of the Illuminati, because he's done it on a couple of occasions where the Metal Gear Solid franchise has had very, very close commentary to things that were coming into the future, especially when you started talking about PMC groups and things like that. You know, the pandemic hitting and him working on a game about solitude and all those kinds of things. I think Kojima has probably made a blood pact with the devil. I'm okay with saying that out loud. I don't think that anybody who's listened to the show would just would, would, would not agree with that. I think it's a reasonable thing to say. And it's dope that it's coming out the day before my birthday. That's great. August 23rd is coming out, so you'll be able to play it on uh, Xbox PC. or Well, PC Game Pass, I should say. Um, I'm excited to see what this thing looks like. I have a really big monitor, so it'll be really cool to see what this looks like on a huge monitor. Um, and again, like it has been cool to see all of those things that phil spencer has been doing at the like oh we're gonna put a thing on a on his shelf oh we're gonna put a thing in behind me so you can kind of see it like all that stuff is now coming to fruition so that now you can see you know xbox is doing really smart things when it comes to pulling people into the fold the thing that has been wild has seeing the discourse from sony fans and from playstation fans who are upset they have called Kojima a traitor. They have, they have said, excuse me, they have said that he is betraying the Sony franchise and the Sony fan base by putting this thing on Xbox. It is so wild to see so many people who have nothing else to do be so mad about a thing that doesn't matter. It is wild out here in the field. But. With that said, now knowing that Kojima not only is going to have Death Stranding on Xbox platforms, but is also making a game dedicated to the, the Microsoft platform, I don't know what they're going to do when that new game drops. When that new game drops, they're going to lose their minds. They're not going to know what to do with themselves once all of that happens and goes down. I don't know. <laughs> It's just been wild, y'all, to see so many people just freak out about a game moving platforms that is also almost coming up on three years old. It is nuts that people are this. Uh, it's not because passionate isn't even a word because it's not even passion. It's haterism. It's haterade. It's just like I have a thing and it's gatekeeping. It's just like, yo, I want to have fun on my thing. I got a chance to play it and you got to play it first. And that's what I'm saying is wild. Jordan in the chat says, OG Kojima MGS has been multi-platform for a long time. Yes, yes. It's been on Xbox for a long time now. It's wild that Sony fanboys are freaking out about Kojima doing a thing on another platform. If you are a Sony fanboy and you're listening to our show and you're sitting at home and you're crying and you're pissing on yourself, you don't need to. The game will be fine. You've played it already. You probably one of the people who were talking a whole bunch of shit and was like, yo, this is a walking simulator. I don't like the fact that Kojima made this game. 
and then you get mad at the fact that other people are going to play this thing and it's going to be fine and it's going to be dope wow people are out of their minds so hats off to kojima hats off to to the folks from kojima productions i think this is a smart move it's a really smart move for pc game pass and continue to put games out on the platform we're seeing how well the spider-man remaster is doing on pc as well so again i think this opens the door even more for sony and playstation to continue to do more things on the pc side it just makes sense from a dollars and cents perspective and it just makes sense to be able to now have all of these games that are going to be at some crazy ridiculous fidelity be on a platform that i think everybody wants it to be on it just gives everybody more choice it gives everybody more uh ability to play things in the way that they want and it's just gonna look rad as hell i hope i hope fingers crossed that god of war ragnarok comes to pc because that thing is going to look bonkers it's going to be wild how how good that thing looks the thing that i am a little bit sad about is again is that game supposedly has been a cross-gen kind of deal where it's going to be on ps4 ps5 i would love to have seen sony santa monica do a thing that's just on the newest engines and that kind of stuff and not have to compromise a little bit because you do have to compromise a smidgen to get some of that stuff up d dot charles says being mad about a game you didn't even like changing platforms after years is crazy agreed um the next story up for this episode of spawn on me is something that i'm really excited about you know i'm a big fan of the basketball is my favorite sport every time they do a little dump and dump and dump down the court yeah like that song um, NBA 2K 23 is coming through with Ahmad Rashad. That's the answer. That's the thing I'm the most excited about. Ahmad Rashad, Patrick Ewan is going to be in it. Uh, Mike Fratello is going to be in it. Dennis Rodman is going to be in it. And all these other folks who didn't get rings because of Jordan is going to be in it. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. As a Knicks fan, I have to say that out loud because it sucks because my Knicks didn't get one. But what I'm hyped about is we're now going back to the Jordan era of 2K23, meaning you're going to play in some of his most iconic games again. He did this in the previous, they did this in the previous iteration of the game, and I was very, very excited for it. This version is going to be even better, not only because they've added stuff like the Shrug game. The game where Kobe and 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 Jordan went at it. The game where they started to play against the bad boys and started to overcome that obstacle. The NBA Finals in '98, where you put the the shove on Russell, and 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 I call it a shove because it was a shove. He didn't get he didn't get that shot off clean. Anyway, not like I'm bitter, but you're gonna have all these iconic games that he had when he was in college. He was on the Dream Team. All this stuff. And they're going to do the thing that I was hoping that they were going to do, where they were going to have era-specific audio, era-specific graphics, and era-specific gameplay mechanics. And when I say um, era-specific gameplay mechanics, what I mean by that is in the Jordan era of, of, of basketball, it was a much rougher sport. It was a sport in which you could hand check, you would get beat the hell up, you would you would play harder in a much more physical game than what we have right now in the league right now, because it was just that part of the '90s. Like people used to get clotheslined in the freaking <laughs> in the paint. I remember there's a if you ever want to watch like wild basketball that you were just like this doesn't look like anything that I remember. Go look at and go look up a video of any NBA, like NBA players in the 90, in the 80s and 90s and say fights. I saw Robert Parrish, one of the nicest men on the planet, one of the nicest, softest spoken dudes, straight up clothesline the shit out of another player. I saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. One of the, like, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won, like, a, 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 a peace prize or something. He 
legitimately cold cocked the hell out of somebody and punched him dead in the face in the 80s and 90s of basketball. It was one of the wildest things, and you had to have just been in that era to be able to see all of that stuff happen to really appreciate how soft everybody is right now in the league. I'm just joking. Not, everybody's not soft, but it was real though. And people like went at it. People would fight. People would like roll up on you and beat you up. The Pistons used to beat people's asses and it used to be amazing. It was so great. It was the best basketball ever. And it was so cool. It was the best thing on the planet. It was great. And I love it. And I'm happy they're going to have that in NBA 2K23. It's going to be so good to be able to see that finally come to fruition in, in, in this game too. So I'm super excited about that. I'm excited about the visual stuff. They showcase like a picture of what looked like the old CBS um, uh, presentations that had like the big block letters and it was, it was, it looked really, really cool. So they're going to do all that. They're going to switch up some of the audio commentary and stuff. They're going to bring in Mike Fatello, uh, the czar, the telestrator to come in and talk about some of the things. And before every, um, iconic moment you'll get these snippets from players throughout the league um, who will be talking about what it was like to go up against him so you'll have Larry Bird, Bill Walton you'd have Chris Mullen you'd have all these other folks, Dennis Rodman you have all these folks kind of talking towards what it was like to play with and against him and I'm just so so excited for what this thing is going to wind up being especially when you start playing with Kobe and you start playing with you know those matchups and that kind of stuff like those things are going to just be really really awesome to kind of get a chance to go and play the thing that's going to be really interesting and, and I'm thinking about this too as a person who's going to wind up copying this game is this is going to be one of those games that I'm going to wind up spending the most money on it, there's a $150 edition of this game I said that out loud and I didn't cry. $150 version of this game. The saving grace for that game or that version is that you will get a full version of League Pass, NBA League Pass, alongside it. Weirdly, that's kind of a good deal to be able to get a $70 game and you'll get a full subscription to League Pass, especially as a person like me who lives across the country from my main team. I don't get a chance to watch Knicks games as much because they play at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm still at work when some of those games happen. Uh, you know, if they have a 7 o'clock tip, you know, I'm still at work when some of that stuff is happening. So it's hard to go see that stuff. So I'll be able to go and see um, you know, replays of the games, be able to watch some of that stuff. So I'm kind of hyped about, you know, them being able to, um, uh, you know, have that layer in it. It is a good deal if you are looking for that. If you're not, there is no reason to spend $150 on any video game ever. I don't think you can have the sexiest collect collector's edition. I, it's, I don't think there's any reason why you would ever want to do that in that way. I do hope that alongside some of the changes that we've seen that they've talked about, Mike Wang and a lot of other folks who are in that conversation um, talk about new gameplay mechanics. I do want to see how they're going to potentially bridge out what this new game is going to be. It's about a month away uh, at this point. So they're starting to dribble out information here and there. And and a lot of stuff within that conversation. D. Charles says, as a, as a fellow Knicks fan, you aren't missing much. Well, look. If we wind up getting Donovan Mitchell this year, which is the hope, and RJ's coming back and he's doing really, really well, I think we have a really good base. We could have a really decent team this year if we get that one other star uh, to be able to come through. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited about that in, in that way. So really excited for what we're going to see on the NBA 2K side of things this year. Um, you know, uh, Devin Booker is on the cover, I guess. I guess that means something, <laughs> but the reason everybody's going to cop this thing is that everyone's going to want this championship edition. So uh, I'll be spending a fair amount of money in that respect uh, to wind up getting that game. Um, before we move over to 
our break in what we've been playing for this week. I do want to talk a little bit about um, my time with the Steam Deck. So I got my Steam Deck a couple of weeks ago, and it has been really, really good. It has been a freaking a phenomenal piece of gear to be able to play with. Um, it's been very, very awesome to be able to get time with it and to get a chance to actually like dig into it and, and put some ROMs on it and, and use it as an emulator machine and all that kind of stuff. I know it's still a lot of folks who are still waiting to get theirs. Um, you know, I, I, I will tell you it is worth the wait. Definitely, definitely try to cop one if you can. Um, and I think, I think actually I still may have my pre-order, uh, but I got one early cause someone's traded me their pre-order. So if folks are in the, the the space and are looking for the 512 edition version of it, um, I may have one for you. Uh, so hit me up on Twitter at Khalif Adams and tell me uh, if you want if you want one. So I'll, I'll share it to you. I'll, I'll send it to you. You send me the money. I'll send you the things, and then all the things are good. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break, um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about Rumbleverse. We're gonna talk a little bit about Cult of the Lamb because I've been having a blast with that as well. Um, and then we're going to talk about our big Spawnies announcement. Lots of good stuff coming in for the rest of this episode of Spawn on Me. We'll be right back after this. What's good, everybody? In Chicago, Khalif here. We have lots of great conversations to have for the rest of 2022. Hoping that you're having a fantastic beginning to your year. I wanted to share some good news with you early. I think it's super cool that I get a chance to say this out loud. But we are now part of the Epic Content Creator Program. Please use our creator code spawn on me at checkout in the EGS store. You get to help us grow. You get to help Bercago get bigger. And you also now get something very, very cool because every month we're going to be doing a fantastic video series that looks into some of the great games that are in the Epic Games Store. So that means we're gonna have conversations with developers, we're gonna have conversations with folks on the Epic side of things, maybe some folks who are gonna be dealing with metahumans, or even folks who are gonna be doing stuff in Unreal Engine. So lots of great conversations are gonna be coming through with a very new video series called Something Epic uh, that I'm very excited to do. And every month you'll have a new video uh, that's gonna dig into you know a new game or, you know, a, or a game that's just in the store or you know even some upcoming content that's going to be in that space as well so i'm very excited about that we already have three episodes ready to go uh we have one that's our friend ariel knight and never yield we also have the folks from ember lab so we're going to be talking about kana bridge of spirits and then also one i'm super excited for and i think the one that we're probably going to drop first is going to be all around the matrix unreal engine demo I am super excited to share that content with you. We have lots of goodies coming, so please stay tuned. It'll be on our YouTube channel uh, and we'll be sharing that out monthly. So I'm super excited, super excited to be in the program and hope that you all dig all the content that we're gonna be doing with our new show, Something Epic. We'll see you all very, very soon. Make sure you're checking us out on socials at Khalif Adams, at Spawn On Me. And yeah, massive love to my friends over Epic for letting us be a part of your family and getting some dope things in for the rest of the year. Much love to you all. We'll see you soon. Peace. Welcome back to the Spawn Me Podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. If you missed the first half of our show, you got to hear me talk about my recap of my time at Evo um, and a bunch of other cool stuff. We talked about the new uh, Jordan stuff that's going to be in the new NBA 2K. We talked a little bit about uh, Death Stranding and the, the reason people are crying in their milk about all of the platform changes and all that kind of stuff. Good stuff in the beginning of the show. Reminder, we have a really big announcement for Spawnies this year, so hang out to the end of the show uh, to hear that. So, I'm playing a couple of different things this week. Uh, a lot of it has been, and most of it has been, around Iron Galaxy's banger of a Battle Royale game called Rumbleverse. It is a 40-man Battle Royale game that has a wrestling theme, and it's all melee combat, grapples, all that kind of stuff. And I have to say, it is one of the most fun experiences I've had in a long time. It has just enough kitsch and just enough vibe where you can play it casually and you can be really sweaty. 
in, in, in a game like this, which is, which is really hard to do. It's hard to have a really good mix of enough fundamentals that you can have a game be really easy to pick up and play, but also has a immense, insane, just amount of depth to it. Um, in the way that it plays and the ways that the systems interact and the ways that you can interact with those systems. Again, Iron Galaxy, known for, you know, a lot of their work done on the Killer Instinct game, um, a lot of their work done in more of a kind of um, development perspective and development space of coming in and helping other devs finish their games and make ports of their stuff. Getting a chance to make a game like this that is... Probably one of my game of the year contenders in terms of you wouldn't put this in a shooter perspective. You wouldn't put it in a fighting game perspective. This game might actually live in an interesting hybrid space that we've never seen before because of it being this grappler battle royale kind of deal. Um, I've just been rocking with it. I've, I've currently, because I haven't had a lot of chances to play with other people because you can play solo you can play in duos um and i've not played much in duos i've played most of the time in solos and currently excuse me currently i have about 10 wins i think um kenny and i kenny kenny and i had some great matches um early on when we were doing a little bit of teaming up for for duos um but I've been playing a lot of solo matches and I think I'm around 10 wins now uh, in terms of that. I'm consistently getting in the top five when I, whenever I play. Um, I'm learning a lot about the mechanics. I'm learning a lot about the kind of machinations of how you want to play and, and the ways you want to engage fights um, has been really interesting. They had some issues with queue times in the first couple of days. It's still a little bit long to get into a match, around two to three minutes to get into a match after you finished or once you started um, uh, to do stuff like that. Um, I think it really depends on time of day. I've had better queue times during the middle of a day as opposed to when most folks are at home. Um, I'm, I think, again, they've been working on all of that kind of stuff. They've been fixing some issues that have been in there. They were super quick to fix a, a, a potential game-breaking bug. or well, not a game-breaking bug, but a, a, a mechanic that people were using uh, that felt fairly unfair, so they fixed that. On PC, they've done some good work to, to, to put in some anti-cheat uh, measures there as well. I have been having so much fun. I have been watching other people's streams. Shout out to the fam, Kitana Prime, who is a monster at this game. Tuboware, monster at the game. Been watching them play with uh, the Keats, Adam Hart, who if you've been watching our Something Epic content, we had a fantastic interview with, with him right before Rumble, Rumbleverse launched about what they've been trying to do, all the cool stuff and how it works uh, for making a game like this where you're not shooting things, you're actually having that melee contact and having that close co close quarters combat in, in the game. Really fun stuff. Make sure you go check that out as well. I am really going to be excited for when this game goes and does a full tournament. That with the people who I've seen play and the folks who I know who are monsters at this game, getting all of those ringers into a match is going to be some of the most fun, uber competitive stuff I've seen in a long time. Because what makes this game so dope and so frustrating is th this game is the epitome of keep your head on the swivel. If you are not paying attention to your surroundings, you are going to get got in the worst way. And you will get rocked for ridiculous amounts of damage depending upon how much people are playing, how much of the power-ups people have gotten. And you have to really understand when to pick a fight. It is one of those things where when the rooms are really spicy, the rooms are really spicy. And you have to pay attention to the vibe of the room because a lot of times like I'll play sometimes on my lunch break from work and I'll get a match or two in and I'm like, all right, so let me play. You can tell it's like not the sweaty sweats on at that point after 5 PM PST, the sweats are 
out. Yo, they are out there trying to come for your life. They are jumping off of buildings willy-nilly, trying to elbow drop you. They are trying to suplex you through tables and cars and all the other stuff. And it is so fun when it clicks for you to really understand just how all of these interconnected pieces work to provide such a fun and new experience are it, it just it just makes me really happy for that team because they really deserved a win on a game that they were making and i remember so vividly when adam boyce and i got a chance to see each other um we were at either dice or something else we were maybe at dice or the game awards and he, and he kind of like pulled me over to the side and was like, hey, Kyle, let me let me show you something real fast. And he, he showed me like a concept for this. And just visually, I was like, oh, this is rad. This looks super cool because it's like, you know, uh, exaggerated body types and it feels like caricatures. But, you know, done in this wrestling style with all these cool costumes that come from all these different places where you can be really silly with the way you're making content. So, like, you, you'll see, you know, folks who look like they have on, you know, karate geese or, you know, martial arts geese. Uh, uh, and then you'll you'll be fighting someone that looks like uh, a roller a roller derby um, uh, competitor competitor. You know, and then you'll roll and do all that, and you'll see somebody dressed like a big ass cow. There's so many different things on display when you're having those conversations and when you're showcasing the game like this. It just really tells you the fun-loving nature that Iron Galaxy has, how they really do understand how to bring a game like this to market, and just how quickly the community has adapted to this game. Like, I remember getting like easy wins in the first week or two. Now, is people are learning quickly. They are getting their game up, and it is both really really fun makes it super competitive and also if you're a person like me who likes to get dubs really difficult because <laughs> it's just like everyone is fairly decent everyone's pretty good everyone is kind of understanding the meta now as well which changes the way you wind up playing once you know what the meta of the game is and what beats what um really really fantastic time i am fully bought in I want to make content for this game. I want to do more stuff. I want to see if we can ever get some spawn on me stuff into the game because that would be nuts and rad. But I, I'm just like hype for them, hype for the game. I, I play this game every day at this point. It is the thing that I either go to bed, bef like before I go to bed, I get a couple matches in, or it is a thing that I'm consistently trying to play because I want to get better at this game multiverses has that vibe too but multiverses because you're playing with so many randoms usually and you're not really building up a team of of, of people i'm just not playing as much of it as i as i thought that i would even though i really love it it's really competitive feeds that fighting game nature for me um but i but i also like it really is deflating when you wind up getting into a match and you're like, I put in all this work, I'm a level 20 with my character, and you match me up with a leveled one or a level two. It 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 doesn't like it makes me not want to play it as much because I want to play with people who are at the same skill level, and that pulls me out of the experience because now those folks don't have perks, they don't have the ability to understand what their characters do. It just doesn't feel as good. This we're all on a very level playing field besides the RNG that winds up happening in the game of like, oh, did I find the moves that I want? Did I find the amount of powders that I needed to get leveled up in the way that I wanted to? Besides that, all the moves are the same across the board. You have a good idea of what damage you're going to be able to do. And you have an understanding of the tactics that you want to kind of employ to be able to get things done in the ways that you want to. So I am having a ton of fun playing Rumbleverse. I want to do fun stuff in this. I want to get a Kaka Beware shirt in the game. I don't know how we're ever going to do it. I don't know if I'm big enough to be able to do it, but I know those folks. It would be cool. It would be rad. Iron Galaxy folks, I know you're not there yet. When you do, let's talk. I would love to make that happen in a real way because that would be so dope. Um, shout out to Channing for the lovely bits as well.
Um, last game that I've been playing has been Cult of the Lamb. Wow. Cult of the Lamb. Like, can we talk for a second about just how many dope games are coming out in this year? And we haven't even hit Modern Warfare coming out. We haven't even hit um, Ragnarok hitting. We haven't even hit so many dope games that are going to be coming down the line. Warzone 2. Oh my goodness. So many things that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, Midnight Fight Express, which I was playing as well, is also really, really cool. Top down isometric feels a little bit like John Wick. Super cool. Feels like a mix of John Wick and the Born, I- Born Identity. So many fun games. Cult of the Lamb is amazingly cool, beautiful, fun, stressful, amazing. It is all of those things wrapped up into one. Um, I have not tried the Twitch extension yet, which I would love to do at some point soon. Um, Because what you can do is you can tie it to your Twitch account and uh, players can, or streamers or viewers of your channel can then uh, put in to become one of your um, uh, people that you indoctrinate into your cult. It is super cool. I've seen folks, I've been watching uh, Fran Arabella play super late at night. He has like 50, 60 followers in his cult. I saw one person the other night that had 100 followers in their cult. And that just looks stressful. That is that, that like that kind of management of of things and people and stuff just felt really, really stressful as hell. But this game on on the whole, I think it's doing a lot of really fun stuff. It's doing the dungeon crawler thing really, really well. It's doing the um uh roguelike layer really, really well. It's doing the uh it's doing the uh, man, like management sim parts really really well plus the aesthetic is gorgeous and has I would say you know no bias but my vote for like soundtrack music of the year has got to go to Cult of the Lamb like I've not heard a soundtrack like this in a long time shout out to um, Riverboy Beats who made uh the soundtrack for this game it is i i'm just like astounded at just how i didn't expect this game to be this cool this awesome and have so much style and flair that it makes me want to continue to just like dig deeper find good ways to play it find an awesome way to kind of continue to make it um awesome when i when i when i'm going through it cuz it just feels really good it's like how do you build upon a game like this in a way where you're consistently and constantly trying to figure out like what's the best move to make sure that my cult is in a good spot? What's the best way to, you know, make sure everyone is feeling good and that they're fed and that they're not pooping on themselves and they have shelter, all that kind of stuff. Me as a person who really doesn't like management sims in that way, this feels like a really good um, in between space where you have just enough combat, you have just enough strategy, you have just enough management to continue to make you want to go through it. I'm, I'm pretty much uh, into the third layer, so you basically have to get a certain amount of um, cult members before you can move on to another different to a different space. Um, I think I'm at the third version of that in my PC playthrough. The one thing that I really do wish, though, is that I started this game on console uh it looks really good on pc it runs really well on pc um i'm hearing that there have been issues on console in terms of frame rate and that kind of stuff um i do wish that there was a way to get those things to talk to each other because i just want my progression to move over from where i'm at on pc uh to where i'm at, uh over on console i wish that that was a thing i have been playing it on steam deck and the steam deck version of it has been playing fairly well so i have been able to kind of sit at my desk and get on the big monitor and play it and then you know play it with steam steam cloud saves and 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 have that also be there to be able to be to be played in that way there as well so that's been really dope 
I am dying to play more of it. I, I need to continue to get my game on with it because I'm just having a blast with it. And I think this is definitely going to be a game of the year contender. I think a game like this comes along very rarely where everything that it does has such a level of polish and such a level of in ingenuity and smarts and it feels good and, and, it, and it just all of it is clicking all at the same time it's very rare to have something like that be like that in the game space especially when we have so many games coming out so many games don't do that part well they just don't like let's be honest about it there's most games out here that kind of hit and some of them just don't really nail it this game nails it on every different layer um that you can get to um the other game that I have been playing, we're not going to talk about it a lot tonight. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Is going to be um, I've been playing Madden, uh, the newest Madden game, and the newest Madden game has been pretty good. Like out of the box, been pretty good. I'm I'm just bad at football games. I'm bad at defensive football games. I'm okay on offense. Defense, I'm just really really bad. I just don't know what what, what calls to play, what plays to call in the right situations because I always get burned by everything. Like, I'm the cat who's given up 60 points a game when I play Madden because I suck. But I will say this. From what I've played so far, that game is buggy as hell. There's a lot of stuff that happened when I first started playing it that was really buggy and is really disappointing. Also, the visual fidelity of that game, when you look at players, just looks whack. It doesn't look that good. Like, it's a really weird thing that we have so many high-fidelity uh, things right now. Like, we're in such a space where high-fidelity is really, really a big component. And it makes, it makes Madden look really bad because 2K has been nailing player faces for a long time. Yes, I understand. Most of the time, you're going to see a player in a football game, he has a helmet on. You're not really going to see it. But if you show that character, you show that player, you can at least make it look good. It doesn't look good. It looks raggedy. The fact that Madden at this point still has not matched the halftime show that we got from two, uh, from NFL 2K15 is preposterous. It is. We have so much cool stuff technology the ways that games have have progressed the way sports games have progressed there are so many cool things you can do and i know people will skip through the the halftime show and stuff but like we had full like halftime presentation on nb on nfl 2k15 you would see other games and they would show highlights from other games like actual plays happen Chris Berman would draw on the freaking screen and be like, yo, look at this dope thing that happened. This thing. You get freaking uh, Jonathan Coachman looking at a map or speaking over a map with them moving from different places to go look at <clears throat> the different games in the regions that they're in and them talking about it from that perspective. And just showing you scores. It feels lazy. Like, I'm not a person to be like, dev teams are lazy. Because dev te it takes a lot to make a video game. But, like, who are the people in the room who are talking about the, like, cultural dope parts of what makes sports presentation really awesome? Like, when we saw the, 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 um... The high def cameras when they got on the on the, on the sidelines, right? When we saw that happen in the NFL first, that was a very different moment for the way that we visually see that game look from a sideline perspective. 2K adopted some of those camera angles and did some of that stuff when they do the you know the walkouts for teams when they do the starting lineup conversations they mimicked a lot of the stuff that they saw in the world to add that level of fidelity and that level of continuity across the way you visually see a thing they didn't try to do any of that stuff with madden this year and it's really disappointing like i'm just like man you know i just want that game to be better from a 
like presentation standpoint. They do this really weird thing about when you kick off, the camera is at this weird angle that kind of spins towards you. Like nobody wants that. Like, I don't care about that. That thing is unnecessary, but like make it look sexy, make it look dope. So I don't know. I'm disappointed in that layer of it. I think that could be much better. I'm actually like kind of frustrated at the fact they didn't do that, but I'm not the person who makes Madden. So there's nothing I can do in that respect. So that's everything for what we've been playing for this week. Uh, lots of good stuff in the mix for everything that's been coming down the line. I have been just extremely excited for everything that I've gotten a chance to, to, to dig into and get a chance to play. And I would say definitely go check all those games out. I think there's a lot of good stuff that you can be digging through and playing right now. You have no excuse besides money or time uh, to, to not be able to get into some of those games in a real way for sure. So what is the announcement for the Spawnies before we get up out of here for episode 449 of the Spawn of Me podcast? So I wish I had a drum roll, but I don't. So one of the major things that we tried to do with the Spawnies last year was, I think, you know, Rihanna and myself, we were the hosts of the show. We were also, um, wait, what? Dr. Jones says Smurf Ka coming back. No. Oh, Smurf Ka. Ha. That was funny, actually. What we tried to do as hosts and as people behind the scenes of making the show work was when you're doing a show for the first time, it's very difficult to like figure out who the winners of that show are going to wind up being. You wind up having to basically pick those winners, pick those nominees amongst ourselves. We were the folks who basically named them. You know, we pill, we picked the folks out of the, the list that we thought would be really good for nominees for those particular categories. And then we wind up picking the winners um, as well. The one thing that winds up happening when you do it that way is that you're really, really um, uh, like limited in what you can pick. Because if you're really doing it in an honest way, you're kind of picking stuff that you actually played. You're not picking stuff that just is the game that people have talked about. Is there a thing that people are really excited about in doing stuff in that way? So that was a major pain point for the show last year. Um, it wasn't anything that did anything wrong. I don't feel like it, um, you know, tarnished any of the of the winners who got there because we genuinely felt like they deserved what they what they got a chance to uh, be nominated for and to win. Um, but it was a glaring thing that when we went back, we were like, we wish we could fix that. Um, I'm very happy to say that we have fixed that issue. So this year for Spawnies 2023. In about a week or two, we are going to open up voting for our nominees to the internet. That means everyone who's listening right now to the show on Twitch.tv, everyone who's listening to the show in podcast form will be able to nominate the games that they want to see for our categories for this year's show. It's going to be super fun because the onus now is going to be on all of you to pick who you want to be in the show. That's going to be ridiculously cool. It's going to be so dope to see which four games you all pick in the scheme of what's coming out. So the interesting part about all of that is Some games, because we're going to be opening up the voting in the next week or two, we're going to potentially miss some big games, right? So we're going to do um, voting on uh, Twitter. So you'll be able to vote on Twitter. You'll be able to vote on our website on thespawnies.com. We'll have a very special page that for that. The thing I am the most excited about, and this is why I'm so hyped and so geeked and so like bugging out about all of this is we are partnering with the folks from Grab Labs 
who are building us our own Spawnies Twitch extension. I say, I'm going to say it again. The folks from Grab Labs are building us our own Spawnies Spawn on Me Twitch extension that you will be able to go to our channel when we're streaming and some other folks who we're going to be seeding it to to vote on the nominees for the Spawnies coming up. It looks dope. If you if you watched any of our NFL streams, the um, the extension that you used to vote on the plays that we were you know predicting, those folks built the app that we're going to be using for our voting process for the Spawnies moving forward. I am extremely excited because they are top-notch folks. They've built stuff for NFL. They've built stuff for Twitch. They've built stuff for OTK. All of those folks, they have built extensions for and apps for, and they're building our voting app for that. So the way it will wind up working is we're going to let the internet vote. All of you at home, please, please, please vote. Um, and we're going to wind up doing it in a couple of different ways. We're going to wind up doing a couple of categories per week. Once we've gone through all 14 categories, because we've added a new category this year, we're adding also, we're adding two new categories. One I'm not going to talk about yet, but the first one is best fighting game. We haven't done best fighting game yet. We're now adding best fighting game into the mix because the fighting game scene is wild right now. So best fighting game is going to be in there as well. Um, so we're doing that this year. And we have one that we're not talking about yet that we're going to wait to talk a little bit later. We're going to probably do about four categories per week live on the show, live on Twitter. Well, I'll be tweeting out about it a whole bunch. So remember that you can continue to... to, to, to put games into the hat and it will take the top four and those will be the four for our categories for each individual one. And then on a date that is not announced yet, cause we're still figuring out the best timing for it is we're going to do a full nomination show. It's going to be me and re here on twitch.tv slash one on me. We're going to go through and announce all the nominees, uh, for the, for the, for the games that you all picked. And we're going to reopen up voting again so you can vote up until probably late November or middle of November or something like that. Vote in all the folks you think are going to be winners for those categories that you all picked. And then those will get talked about and revealed live in January of 2023 uh, when we do our next version of the Spawnies. So... I am very excited about this announcement. I am extremely hyped the fact that we're able to do this. It is a thing that I was hoping to get done. It was a thing that we were hoping to make um, happen in the mix with all the stuff that we're trying to do with Spawnies. So again, how do we get the show to be a little bit better? How do we grow it? How do we make it a little bit different from year to year? And now having the internet be a huge part of who's going to get nominated, who's going to win the award, all that kind of stuff is a huge, huge, huge part of what Spawnies is going to be moving forward. And you're all going to help us make the Spawnies very, very different this year. You're all going to help be a major part of our award show moving forward and especially in our second year. So that's the announcement we're opening up. That's one of the announcements that we have for Spawnies. We have a couple other stuff because uh, I'll tell you who some of the folks are who have said yes to who want to present for our show later. But extremely excited about that. It is a huge deal. Working with Grab Labs is going to be a huge deal for us because they are some of the best in the biz. And I'm just so hyped that they're going to be building this thing. It looks really dope, too. It'll pop up. We'll be sending it out to some folks once we... Um, have announced it um, and give them a chance to um, talk about it and share it and, and showcase it. So, uh, work. That's the big announcement for uh, that's one of the big announcements for Spawnies uh, coming to you all here. So, you know, if you're excited about that stuff, let me know in the chat. Let me know on Twitter. Uh, I have to make a nice little video to talk about this and share it on social right before we're going out. But I wanted to tell you all a little bit early because you all 
are the fam and are the most faithful uh, part of our family here at Spawn on Me. So massive love to everyone who has been a fan of the Spawnies, everyone who's going to come through and vote on our nominees and our winners. Very, very excited for everything that's moving. And we have some more dope stuff in store for all of you at home about our show and about what we're trying to do. We do nothing but dope things here on Spawn on Me. I hope I'm making you all proud. I hope we're doing something that's going to be a lot of fun and that you can get involved with in a real way. So uh, I'm going to go and produce this show, put this out on the feeds. I got to go write some scripts for a couple of things and some other things that are in the mix uh, for this weekend. But I got to say thank you to everybody who rocked with me tonight uh, here on Spawn on Me's Twitch channel. Please make sure you're checking out our stuff on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, all of those places. And of course, please, 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 please subscribe to the show uh, because we are a part of the Fanbyte network. We want to make sure we're giving Fanbyte some love. Make sure we're giving Spawn on Me some love and make sure we're doing some dope things everywhere that we go. So hang out for a little bit if you're watching the Twitch stream. I'm going to jump over to some Rumbleverse play some Rumbleverse on stream for a little bit. Everybody else who's been listening to the audio version, we'll see you all next week. Much love to everybody here. Wash your hands, wash your butt. Don't eat Paris' cooking. And until then, we'll see you all very soon.